Hello, and welcome into episode... 145. 144. Shit. Oh. You're always like one away. I thought it was 149. That's so. a story of You Chad. would think I would commit that to memory, yeah. but it's just like... Yeah. It's a story of Chad's life. He's always just one away. Yeah. <laughs> story it is a story of Story of his life. But actually, speaking of numbers, there's only three of us here today. That's and fine. then there were three. Sean. Hello. Chad. Hello. And uh, no, no Heather and uh, Noah Hoy Hoy. Somebody got paid a bill. Yeah, Hoy Hoy's working today. So uh, and Heather's out. Once again, and, we are a Hoy Hoy sir. I know. We Hoy are a Hoy Hoy list. Heather's but, out girl, girl time in it. Ugh. But I will say that, uh, you know, soon to be all the Hoy Hoys up in here because, you know, we're getting into football season. Yeah. So that means, you know, the way he structures his schedule, yeah, he's he, he gets all them, them weekends is... <laughs> He gets all the weekends in like the late spring and the summer gets them all. Not over. even, not even the late spring. Like he starts working on that schedule, he'll start running, working on next year's fall schedule now. Wow. Yeah, that's how far out he goes. That makes sense. Yeah, that's the retail world. You got to. He goes as as far out as they'll let him go. He starts working on that fall schedule because that's the most important thing to him. So you know, yeah. what do you think the turnout will be for the EKU UK game? EKU. Yeah. It, I think it'll be pretty good. I know EKU is ha- it's a second game. It's a three thirty game, so mm-hmm. that bodes well. And it does bode well. Um, I think there'll be a lot of uh, EKU alums that come because mm-hmm. EKU alums are they're fiercely loyal. They really oh, are. Yeah, that's good. They honestly are. And I know that the alumni association, the EKU alumni association, is going to have a tent. Um, nice. You know, for all a bunch of EKU people and stuff. Can we get in free? So no, my own L's EKU alum. You no, know, you still got to buy a ticket. Okay. You could probably get into the tent free, but you still got to buy a ticket to the game. Right. No, I think it's I think the turnout's going to be good for it. Oh, I really nice. do. Yeah, nice. yeah. Be, and you know, I'm not saying EKU's going to win, but EKU's got a fairly decent team they this do. season. And let me yeah. tell you, back in the '70s, UK was Roy, scared to Roy play. Kidd, they Roy Kidd, they didn't uh-huh. want to touch that smoke. Nothing to do with Roy yeah. Kidd. Roy Kidd is a real deal, and he's yeah. 90. Oh, he's still alive. Oh yeah, I had no idea. He's 93 or 92 or 93. Wow. Um, now I tell you that is going to be a day of mourning on campus when when oh, he, yeah. when he does pass. I just assumed he because he was, I thought he was old when I was in yeah, the seventies. No, I thought he was he's, already he's, old. he's still alive for sure. Um, he got a couple of championships too, didn't he? Yeah, oh, in the eighties yeah. national in, championships. NAIs, yeah. Is that what they yeah, were? Yeah. but they were national. They count as yeah, national totally, championships. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he had but, some. But Sean's right. The UK wanted none, none of, of that. that smoke from the seventies. <laughs> all they wanted mm-hmm. none of that. Yeah, no, yeah, he's still alive. Um, He's he's in assisted living, and you know, is his wife still alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, Sue's still alive. Yeah, and actually, he used to uh, he used to have an office on my floor for a long time. It's kind of an emeritus office. Like yeah, kind of kinda like the that. Um, and he yeah. he would actually drive and come up to the office and huh. and all. Uh, yeah, and he you'd always see him in the hall and be like, "Hey, coach," and he was so friendly and talked to you. And yeah, he's just a real nice dude. That's awesome. Real nice guy. Yeah, no, uh, you know, no. Um, I mean, I'm sure he probably had ego at some point, but whenever I interacted with him, he was always, hey, how you doing? He had and, done everything he needed to do. He didn't need to prove himself to nobody else. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and fun fact, so when I first started there, the office that I'm in now was his office on our floor. Oh. And then when I got the job that I have, they ended up moving me into his office and they moved him into a different office. But huh. uh, yeah, so technically I have Roy, Roy Kidd's office. Coach Roy Kidd's office and his desk. Money so ra- his there money raising office. I want one of them ambassador at a university jobs. I mean, I can go around and just shake hands and be happy and smile at people for that kind of jack. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's amazing. Because, yeah. you know, that's like Cal's backup job. And people say, when's Cal going to leave? Well, one, now he's making $9 million a year. When yeah, he retires, he's gonna make a million dollars a year to run around and glide. Actually, it's not a million; it's nine hundred and something. It's just nine hundred thousand. But I, I take it. Yeah, well, yeah. Because you know the universe <laughs> yeah. still gonna pay your travel just, funds. Just mm-hmm. keep paying that. Just get that money in perpetuity. For yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, well, that's a lifetime contract. We got to pay him. So yeah, it's fair. You should probably just say yeah. a million, nine hundred k. Yeah. So here's here's kind of. I ain't s- got neither one. <laughs> I ain't got the truth. I wish. So here's something kind of interesting that I guess it coincides with that so i don't know if y'all saw this but peyton manning is going to is going to, to teach cheat well a quote unquote teach yeah. right we talked a little bit about this on gbs today but uh you know i feel like this is a good topic for the show um he actually he he graduated from the college of communication he actually did graduate he has a degree from the university he graduated of in four years tennessee yeah he did um so he's going to come back they've invited him back and he's going to be speaking to College of Communications classes mm-hmm. on like video production and, and other stuff related to that. Uh, I actually like it. I think. I, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, when I saw that article came out, you know, I wasn't going to send it to John because I know he his toes would have curled up and he. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually think as much Peyton. as he dislikes, yeah, he dislikes Tennessee. He dislikes that Peyton went to Tennessee, but yeah. I think he he likes Peyton and he respects the fact that. Peyton's got this whole empire now, and Peyton's actually a funny dude, right? Yeah, he and his brother both are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, I think all three of them. Cooper's pretty funny John, too when really? you get him on it. Yeah. John hates the Tennessee thing, but he likes the general. Oh, that's Peyton cool. Manning yeah, because it's, an, right? it's an yeah. interesting idea. I mean, because you're going to draw talent, you're going to draw people that want to go to the college there. You're going to mm-hmm. get them into that program that the communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be a big draw. Well, I'm sure he'd be filling up lecture halls and not yeah. just like little thirty room classrooms. He, and he's a professor of practice. I mean, he's had mm-hmm. practical experience yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So also, he knows he's talking about. So he says he's going to go. He's going to be in person. Like that's what he's saying. Is he's actually going to be in the classroom. Um, I also think that. He's one of these dudes who always seem like if he's going to do something, he's gonna, he wants to know all the aspects of what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he wants he just doesn't want to get in front of the camera. He knows wants to know like the back end production stuff. So I actually think he's going to be one of the more valuable people to talk about that in terms of coming from he wasn't in TV to playing to then mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. into TV and broadcasting and yeah. and doing all that other stuff. So I. I think it's going to be yeah. an interesting class. Doesn't he have his own? He and his brother have their own production company, probably because that NFL thing they do. So, does he ha- does he own a house in Knoxville anyway? I think probably. he always has. Yeah. Oh really? I think that's where he raised the kids yeah. and all that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. He oh really? Does. Yeah. He I mean, probably has like twelve houses. Yeah, but I think that was one of the ones that I know. You know, the kids were born when he was in Indianapolis, but I think he always kept a place in Knoxville because you always saw him in football season down there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But here's the interesting thing, also, is and that got me to thinking is. College, big time college coaches used to have to teach a class on yeah. campus, yep. right? And in fact, many moons ago, right? Roy Kidd, and apparently, I was told up until the 90s, was actually supposed to be teaching a class. He, of course, he sent his assistant to do it, but it was a football class. But I thought that Rupp taught a class. Rupp did. Um, and it was about basketball, and because we've got a couple copies of the book that he had about winning basketball. There's a book out there. That did you, he you know. actually really teach the class mm-hmm. himself? Mm hmm. Now, did Bear Bryant teach a class? I don't think he was here long. Now, he may have, but he wasn't here. He was only here He's two or three two years. Because yeah. I thought it was a requirement if you coached, you had to teach. I'd have to go at look some up. point. I'd have to go look that up. That, that might have varied from university to university. 
So I can't answer. It used that. to be a thing in high school too, but it's not anymore. Is it not? Because I yeah. you, you I have thought, to be an employee of this of the school you, system. You, yeah. So my one of, one of my best friends, Philip, he coaches the Woodford County uh, the Woodford County tennis team, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, both of his kids played. But yeah, he has to go through the same curriculum. He's taken the same training for the five past five six year, mm-hmm. all the Title Nine, all that stuff, right? Yeah, you are an employee of the school, but he doesn't have to teach. Huh. Yeah, yeah, when I was when we were coming yeah. up in the eighties, nineties, yeah. whatever, uh-huh. you absolutely and you didn't have to be a teacher at that school to coach you a sport, but you school. had uh-huh. to be somewhere because the guy who coached cross country and track for me did not work at Connor; he worked somewhere else. Um, but he he coached track and cross country. It was an easy gig for Steve Parker. I mean, you know, yeah. well, he, was a, he was athletic director. director. Football coach. Yeah. So, so, yeah. But, yeah, I actually thought that, that you had to be a teacher, but not That's anymore, strange, huh? yeah. Weird. Actually, I think the, to be a head coach, there's still some fuzziness. I think it's He's still, the head coach, but, yeah, it's I, like, But I think it's for football and basketball. I think oh, yeah, maybe yeah, for the bigger sports, yeah. yeah. But for tennis and all that, I think uh, yeah, prob- probably for the Olympic sports because they got they there's you know yeah you can't yeah. just right. add twenty five teachers yeah. to the payroll and yeah. say oh because you can know gymnastics you know right you must teach home ec as yeah. well, right? well you know here's another thing that people don't know about those gigs that used to be a percentage of your salary yes it did and now it's a flat fee because really? they had these coaches making more than the principals because they were athletic director and they huh. already been teaching for a long time. And so they were getting percentages. And I think it was cash. a percentage of my salary yeah, when I was. taught. But now it's a flat fee. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, I couldn't imagine walking into class. So I re- I saw an article that Tom Izzo, I guess, used to actually legitimately teach a, ba- a class really? at Michigan State. I know Bobby Knight did. Yeah. He, he bought, he, Bobby Knight taught a, like a philosophy class of winning or I something. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. He, yeah I couldn't imagine every that. semester or every other semester he did. Because, you know, we're always full. No, what's his face that just passed? He would have been an interesting philosophy. Uh, the guy that Texas Tech coach. I, oh, Mike Leach. Mike, Mike Leach, yeah. That was yeah. Well, yeah. I would have taken oh, class totally. Yeah, 100%. Pir- Pirates 101, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been... Actually, he would have been an awesome... Like, I would have taken a history of Pirates class from him for real. For real? Who wouldn't? Because yeah. that dude probably read everything there ever yeah. was on Pirates. Speaking of weird topics, have you noticed all the, like, I don't know if this is another false flag to keep us, like, from talking about how bad the economy is and how bad inflation is, but all, like, the pumped-up rhetoric about the aliens and how the aliens have already been here all along and they've lived among us forever. Like, have y'all been following all this stuff? These yes. whistleblowers? And some guy posted the other day, anybody that was supposedly going to be a whistleblower and how they mysteriously died, like this list that goes back to even like the 30s and 40s? I've been following it somewhat, but to me, that's the same stuff that people were espousing on Art Bell in the 90s. Because Art Bell was telling truth. You know, I, I don't know I mean, who that is. What? No, I don't. Know. I can't. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. AM. Now it's George Norrie. No. Dude, oh my was that god! Some kind of <gasps> PBS it was on AM radio. No. It was like after after Larry King went off at about ten huh. o'clock at night. Actually, it depends because Larry King would go to like depends on how long he bought it. Here in Lexington, Larry King would go to about one. Oh. And then they would go to the Art Bell. Oh, okay. See, I on. used to listen to Art Bell drive. If we would go to Cincinnati and drive back and forth, and it came on, he came on about 11. Yeah, so it was just, but here in Lexington, they had the Larry King stuff because Larry King was truly overnight. Larry King would okay. go from like 10 or 11 till 6 in the morning. No, so Art Bell yeah. is the 
He's like the godfather of conspiracy, AM, radio, aliens, huh. all of that stuff. Um, he he have he had a call-in show, and it was coast to coast AM, west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies, two different numbers. Yep. Again, RIP to him. George Nori took over his show, but I I've I've made John. It's too bad John's not here because I made John listen to this. If we would ever go to Cincinnati, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, coast to coast AM, and. <laughs> Yeah. Did he like it? He hates it. No oh, okay. kidding. Um, but yeah, he would have people on that have written books yep, or yep. you know done you know whatever they uh, have seen stuff, and then he had callers. People call in and be like, "Yeah, I've been to Area Fifty. I've been. I've seen aliens. I've I've seen mm-hmm. ghosts. I've the, the I think the the most famous one that John remembers is this this dude called in and was talking about this demon that that was at his house and he how he saw hoof prints in the snow on his roof and this other guy called in that was like. Like, apparently had an experience with this portal to hell in a desert or something. But these people would call in and, like, tell these stories of yes. ghosts and so, aliens. Yeah. Is and this is where Chris, what's-his-face, mine, some X-Files, like, uh, plots from? Chris Carter, <laughs> he probably. probably yeah. He probably did. But, oh, no, God. Yeah, that he's, yeah, he's, like, he's a legend. And he had the most soothing voice. Yeah, he did. See, I'll probably forget this too, like in a week. But I've already forgotten and Sean. Pre- Sean's U.S. I'm, no, uh, but so this, America's Cup guy. This is this is better than that. A buddy, who was it? Buddy Bu- Melgus. Buddy Melgus. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Buddy Melgus. And this is better Rest than that that garbage thing that Sean told you to watch too. That was not garbage. It Chad just wanted. Chad just wanted like Hollywood production but I values. Get, so George Norrie's still on, um, and in fact, I'm, I think he's still on in Lexington. I think he's on. 590 VLK. It's usually on Saturday nights. Um, but I'm pretty sure that you could go on YouTube and just type in Art Bell and find You'll get old, old episodes. Old, old episodes. Right. They're worth a listen because number one, you realize how crazy people actually are. But oh, number sure. two, like he, he basically was validated and believed every caller. Yep. Validated yep. and believed every guest he ever had on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he broadcast out of, was he in New Mexico? I believe he was. I think he was in New Mexico. Wow. Legitimately. Yeah. He, he's a, I he, can't believe you never heard Art Bell. I can't believe you never heard Art Bell. I don't, as really an to, I don't think I've ever listened to AM radio, <laughs> except when that was the only gig in town. Really? Right? I yeah, love, like in the I, I grew up on AM radio. My dad listened to talk radio all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. I remember Art Bell because Larry King, because Larry King was the, Back then, it was one place you got long-form interviews. Because, you know, Larry King would bring somebody mm-hmm. on for an hour to talk about yeah. their life or mm-hmm. their books and all that kind of stuff. Fun fact, a friend of mine used to write for Washington Post, interviewed him. Really? And she was there with him all night. One, she said she could see how he married all those beautiful women because he was extremely charming. Ah. Uh, and was Larry was? Larry King. And the other thing she said he did, he took cap nets. Huh. So when they would go out at the top of the hour, oh, like a five minute interview or the fifteen, the fifteen minute break or whatever, or the five it was. minute at the top yeah. of the hour, ten minutes. As soon as he was clear, boom, sleep. Weird. And would and had such a clock in his head would be up at like nine forty five in it and be awake. And as soon as they'd come in back in, he'd be right back at it. Weird. Wow. So the studio guests would be sitting there, and he was like, he would just check out for ten huh. minutes. Well, and it's fun listening to Coast to Coast AM too because the people that called in believe the stories that they were telling. Like you could tell that these people like whatever in their mind, whatever experience that they had, they 100% believed what they were telling. Telling, uh, Fair enough. Yeah, Art Bell or, or again now George Norrie. I ain't going to doubt nobody's experience. I wasn't there. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's a big he's a big aliens guy, big paranormal. Oh, dude, I can't believe you yeah. didn't know about Art Bell. Oh, no, I love Art. Man, now I wish John was here because he would tell you. Yeah, he would. He'd be like, "Oh my God, Art Bell!" What a... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Portal to Hell guy was that was interesting, and it, and it got more yeah. interesting with Art Bell when truckers got uh, cell phones. Oh, and they would yeah. be driving and talking to him about yeah. what they would see. About what they would yeah. see, like lights yeah. and stuff, yeah. and especially like out west and that kind it of thing. Like, like, well, trucker cell phones. That's like Tradio. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, dude, Tradio is awesome. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Tradio? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've got a oh four fifty six bumper. I'm I'm looking for two sheep to trade for. <laughs> it's like the weirdest shit. It's the best. Yeah. And like people who've been in radio for a long time pr- had a stint in Tradio at one point in their careers. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Usually, and it ate up a Saturday morning you got to admit it ate up a saturday morning well so when we had the ice storm remember the ice storm oh three yeah that basically shut the city down for a week right um and uh yeah Teresa isaacs was on the tv with her little snowman sweater Uh, (laughs) why you got to do that why you guys to do that i ain't going there anyway bringing back that image sue wiley was still on the radio and Mm -hmm. her show basically became three hours of tradio Really? Yeah, for that whole entire ice storm. Because John and I were just... Cause, oh, because people needed stuff? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people needed stuff, and they needed generators, and they needed this, and they, they needed that. And John and I, because the roads were clear, it was there was just no power, right? Nobody right, had any yeah. power. So John and I would literally just drive around the city listening to Sue Wiley and tra- in this this her her uh, de facto tradio. And people would be like, yeah, I know where you could get a generator. Or I have a generator somebody could borrow. Yeah. or Yeah. That's awesome. It was funny. Wow. It was really wow. hilarious. It's interesting what kind, what disasters can, uh, you know, do, oh, yeah. do A- people, aliens I guess. And disasters. Or, or how, how, how people can come together on, in disasters. So, speaking of disasters, then we can move on. Has anybody seen, is, Jan, is Jim Cantori in California this weekend? Probably. I Probably. I, I'm just amazed at this coverage of a hurricane. So, is it a hurricane in the West? I thought it was a typhoon. What's the difference? It's a typhoon further out past... Uh, in the Western Pacific, yeah. not in That's Asia. Asia. In Asia. Okay, so okay. it's on this side of the Dayton line. It's a it's a it's hurricane. a hurricane, but yeah. on the other side, John and I were trying to figure yeah. that because he was like, "Isn't that a typhoon?" I was like, "No, no. that's no. only for Asia. It's only okay. for Asia. Oh, it's a gotcha. hurricane, Asia, Afro Asian okay. area. Yeah, gotcha. on on the what is the east coast of Africa? Yeah. They're they're in oh, the Indian Ocean. Typhoon. They're yeah. typhoons too, okay. but in the Atlantic, they are hurricanes, and in the our side of the Pacific, they're hurricanes. Ah, gotcha. Pretty much the same thing, right? I mean, they are the same thing. It's, yeah. wind, it's yeah. wind and rain, right? right? It lasts for hours, <laughs> yeah. days. High winds and rain. But I just, you know, I'm just sitting there. It's like, it's coming for California. And all these people are prepping. And it's like, you know, Floridians going through this like 10 times a year. Right, and right. they ain't doing yeah. all this. So I want to talk about the uh, bourbon topic, actually. So this what? this new Maker's Mark bourbon that's oh, yeah. coming out. What What is this? What's it like? Is it is it really that big of a deal? Yeah, I mean, because their stuff has never been age stated, I don't think. Uh, it's always been rumored to be about six years, six, seven years. Um, again, they use their super tasters. Once it hits that profile, that's when they release it. But they said that people have been asking them for years and years to like, hey, do you have anything that's, you know, older? Yeah, we do, but we're not releasing. Well, why don't you release it? They, according to the article I read, they just kept hounding on it. And finally, they realized, okay, well, if we live, we can release about 50,000 bottles of like 11 to 12-year-old stuff. Good Lord. Yeah. They're going to be sold out of that And it's going to sold at cast drinks. So it's going to be maker's cask at 12 years. So it's... It's going to be gone. I would like a bottle, but I doubt I'm going to get no, one. No, because it's going to be gone in 36 right. hours. What's the price point going to be on? Do you know? I, don't, I would assume, given their current offerings, I would assume north of 
150 probably 119 at yeah. least mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i would be interested in one yeah like, i would just want to try it so had they said when they were releasing it no i didn't i didn't see a date but i think they said this fall okay so, so they, probably so, november so, bourbon month. Like, well yeah october november october once, november yeah. once when everything's usually released or whatever Huh. See, I thought they had a cask. Strength. They do, but it's their traditional, probably six year. Oh. And it's good. Cask, Maker's cask mm-hmm. is solid. Yeah, it is a good. It is a good bourbon. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I think the Oni's use that a lot in their cocktails. Yes. Yeah. But this is the twelve year cask strength, which, like I said, it's going to fly off the off yeah. the shelf. Huh? Yeah. I was. Well, you sent the Harold Lido article, so I didn't even bother. Because um, nine times out of ten, those are behind a paywall. And, and nobody yells at Chad when Chad sends things behind a paywall. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I guess you're right. People are going to be clamoring for this, oh, they this right. thing. Because they and, see it as an opportunity to flip right. something. And how many, did they say how many barrels? Not how many barrels. They said about 50,000 bottles, I think. Oh, that's it? Well, I mean, is it only going to Kentucky? That's or are they, like, are they shipping elsewhere? It's probably everywhere. Probably all markets. No, okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do, you know. But, I mean, that's about the same allocations that you get year to year from Stag. Like, yeah. somewhere 30, 40, 50,000 um, so it's it'll be sought out just like those bottles where like the antique collection and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'll probably never see one, but if somebody does get one, I would hope we could pop it and enjoy it, right? Yeah, well, you never know. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess there's still a lot of makers collectors out there, I suppose. But oh, oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, yeah, they are. I'm still so disappointed that their ambassador program just got too so big that it just became no fun. Oh yeah, it does. They let everybody in, and, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. When it was a small thing, and they were having those small events, and right, yeah. But well, they would do one. They, I remember they advertised one for what's a blue martini. Is that place still downtown? No, big blue martini. Is it? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, they in were the, doing in a the Hyatt makers, or something. Uh, Hilton now. Hilton. Hilton. Yeah, they were doing like a makers uh, like ambassador party. And yeah. Like think how small that place is. Right. And like, yeah. Now they'd have to do it at like. Commonwealth Stadium, right? Yeah, so something, yeah. something like yeah. that. And you, yeah, because you used to be able to go to Keeneland for the Makers Mark Mall and to get a free gift, and mm-hmm. it was all fun. And they had a, a thing at the, they had a Mardi Gras thing at the Legends we went to, and they had some smaller parties that were super fun. But now, not. No, so, it happens. Is it free? It's still free, right? Yeah, it's still so free. it's totally marketing. Yeah, oh, it's it's absolutely. And actually, I think I let my membership lapse because I was just like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. I think they send you a Christmas gift every year now. Still, Ooh. right? Some yeah. bourbon bowls. No, uh, I don't. They, I don't know. They send different things. Cause it can't be alcohol. That's against Kentucky law. Yeah, right. Gambling's not. Oh shit! So that's the thing now. Is that all got put into play? I know it passed a while back. Oh yeah, right? no. So so it's they've like, come out with a timeline where you're going to be able to sign up and start and all this. So I think you can officially start placing bets like on the 28th of September or something oh, okay. like that. Okay. Prime so, football season. Yeah. Oh, they had to. Yeah. NF- NFL's got is the biggest sporting event ever to be bet on ever in the history of the world. It has to be. Oh, no, wow. it is. It is. And you, I never thought I'd live to see the day where the NFL has gambling partners. They're actively sponsoring right. their games and stuff. Well, ESPN just started their own gambling it's channel. It's reason, it's reason uh, Portnoy bought back Barstool yeah. for like for a dollar, dollar. Mm-hmm. because ESPN bought it from the people. So he's like, I want the other part back. Yeah. Yeah, so ESPN's going to have their own. Well, they didn't want they didn't want the bar soul piece. Did no, they, they yeah. didn't. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Are, are y'all going to sign up and do anything? Oh yeah, not once once I know when the dates are. Yeah, I will. I won't. I'm not a big gambler. I'm not a big gambler either, but it's always because it's been there's been so many obstacles to do it here, right? 
uh, historically. I know John like has used the other apps. And all yeah, this, but, he has. Yeah. yeah. Huh, yeah. I, I just I've never been. The only gambling I do is at the at the track. At the track. That's it. That's all I've ever done. I mean, I understand betting lines and all that stuff. It's like this is just too much work. Yeah. Yeah. I have no interest. I might not. I will see. I mean, I, that sounds fun, right? But you well, know. and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. So there's there's been all all this stuff to come out with uh, the fact that these college kids are starting to get busted now. Oh no! For gambling. It's, yes. And I think it's just going to get worse. It was. Well, you know, what was it? One of the basketball teams back in the 90s, the kid was being a bookie and throwing games and all yeah. that. Some oh, up yeah. in the, in the yeah. Big East. Yeah. It was just, it's crazy. I but mean, it's just, it's what does like three players from Iowa State? Yeah. And yes, they're underage, and that's the illegality of it. But still, they they're be betting on their own team. Yes. I mean, it's like. And point shaving, yes, is still illegal, and you can still get in trouble for that. Yes. But at the same time... Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's been going on since there's been young people and mafia and money changing hands. Well, and there's a... there. It's only alluded to in, good, in the Goodfellas movie, but I can tell you firsthand, having read Wise Guy, the book that Goodfellas yeah. is based on, that there's a whole, like, chapter or story in that Wise Guy book about them having a Boston College basketball player in the mob's pocket and shaving points. Oh, no. That doesn't surprise and me that, and Actually, that was a real story. I forgot that kid yeah. finally came out mm-hmm. when he got yeah. busted. Yeah, because if you pay attention in the movie, um, when Maury... Great movie, by the way. Right, Maury, yeah. Maury the wig guy, uh-huh. when they, they get in the car before they stick the ice pick in the back of his yeah. head, yeah. he's talking, 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 right? And they get in the car and he's talking about, oh, did you hear about the the points we were shaving up in Boston. Mm-hmm. And what he's referring to is the real story of the of this this the mafia actually shaving points at Boston College. That movie's yeah. got one of my favorite quotes of any movie of all time. Jimmy two times. Gotta get the papers. papers. Get, get the, the papers. papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, it always just cracked me up. It's a quality movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I I don't know. In my opinion, I think you're going to see more and more of this. Of course. Of, of and who was the who was the guy? A couple of guys in the NFL that got busted for that last year too. Um, for for betting. Oh, no, their names came out again this week. Yeah, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But it's just going to get worse, y'all. I'm telling you. You know, you can say what you want, but I think more and more of these college kids now that they can bet, they're going to. Yeah. Well, think about it. If you're down at the end of the bench and you ain't making that kind of NIL jack and you go to your buddy who is making NIL jack, say, hey, help me out. Drop a couple of shots in, in this quarter. Or a in couple this passes. A couple of passes. Shank, shank a field yeah, goal I, I, or something. I, I got you a little extra. I'll get you to meet these people. It's going to happen. Oh, it's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, I think so. I mean. They got to get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. And, get the and, you know, and think about in basketball. And think about how easy it is in football uh-huh. when you got one person that controls the ball. Yep. How easy it is for them to shave points all yeah. the time. Yeah. Oopsies, I dropped the ball. Oopsies, I shanked a kick. Yeah, exactly. Oopsies, I overthrew the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does not look obvious. It's just like you do it one play and then you come back. Why do you think people in the mob and everywhere else get so mad on those bad beats? I just love the, the toward the end of college football games when they start talking about the line. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, here comes that bad beat. It's Scott oh, yeah. Van Pelt every weekend, every Monday night. Does a whole segment on bad beats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. I just think he's a he's a fun sports entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. I he, mean, yeah. What commentator like 
even his off the camera stuff that he does, yeah. like Twitter and some of these other, they're, they're, he's entertaining. I think. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. He seems like a normal person. Yeah, he does. Right. So I'm I'm so glad everybody's getting all the hypocrisy because he's been actively talking about betting well, his whole and, career. Well, uh, uh, what's his head? Uh, he used to call games. Brent Musburger. Yes, thank you, Brent Musburger. He openly talked here about, on CBS. Yes, they talked about the line <laughs> yeah. in, in, with Phyllis George, Jimmy DeGreek, and right. Irv Cross. He like yep. my, my friends in Vegas. Well, and he'd always say my, my friends, friends in, in Vegas, Vegas right? And yeah, he was calling college games. He was talk, he'd be talking about the bad beats again. Well, and then but his he left college to go to Vegas to start his own sports book thing yep. right before it was Musburger right. Did? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did not know it that. was it was right before gambling in basically in the United States sports gambling in the United States went legal he left broadcasting because he was actually really good good at it wow. but he went left the Star Zone sports book in Vegas Wow! Yeah, well, you know, he's probably rolling. He he's rolling in at, cash now. I used to love looking at Phyllis George back in the day. I thought you knew son I thought you knew boy mm, that lucky dog John Y. Brown yeah. well it just, it just cracks me up when people get so mad about gambling and I'm like, what do you think was going to happen? Right. You know? I mean, it's been around for hundreds or more Thousands. years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they bet on chariot races. Yes, oh, right. sure. Yeah. yeah. If, if there was a competitive thing going on, yeah. somebody was saying, hey, I bet you. Oh, that line. I mean, we got people in Eastern Kentucky bet on fucking cockfighting. Yes. For right? sakes, yes. Right? Yeah. Which I would like to attend. If, like, you know, really? A, just to see it. Like, you know. No comment. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get busted with all those people and get sent to the clink, but... Well, here is the thing. It is still legal in the state of Kentucky because they have not changed the Constitution. So, technically, it's not cruelty to animals. When they raid the place, what they get you on is gambling. Oh, and for not paying taxes on that money? Yes, and it's illegal to gamble on it. But it's still not illegal for... From an animal abuse aspect in Kentucky. That's rude. Because every time they try to change the Constitution... To say it, you know, birds are included in the mm-hmm. animal because dogs are, you know, it's a, sure, but not birds. Huh. So I had no idea that that the illegality they got you on was the it was the gambling. gambling it thing. wasn't. It was animal abuse. Huh. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm me and Bailey and Paul and Oni and Neff have talked about this, and I I can't wait. Paul's usually the better planner of all, of this, so I'm hoping he like really pulls uh, the trigger on this. There's some outfits now that do full auto, full auto, uh, hog killing. For for wild ho- wild hogs oh for ferals for wild boar mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean it's they're everywhere dude. sure they're a menace but like I've seen all the like the copters and stuff like you know, where yep. you can do semi auto but there's some that do full yep man that in would Texas. be a blast in Texas huh yeah I think I've told you before like one of our trips to the beach a few years back we saw wild hogs wild boars like on the side of the fucking old, oh yeah like US twenty seven yeah yeah they're 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 a nuisance they're animal oh, totally well, here's for another sure. strange Kentucky thing there is no hog season in Kentucky but the 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 Department of Fish and Wildlife do not encourage you to hunt them because when you start pressuring wild hog populations, they fracture and their litter sizes go up. See, Same with coyotes. Yeah. Oh. People, that's yeah. a big misconception about coyotes. Well, oh, see, it's coyote. I'm going to kill it. No. No, you're just inviting more of the population onto your land. Ah, uh, okay. They'll, they'll, they'll split and have bigger litters. Uh-huh. So on a GBS News of Weird Today, apparently Germany is having a real bad raccoon problem. And they've eradicated a bunch of them, which has just increased the population. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why, but this is why. It's pressure. Yeah, yeah. They, they're getting pressure, so their litters are, the women They become, increase. They increase yeah. the bigger they and respond more survive. To it. Yeah. yeah, apparently there's a real bad raccoon. Trash pandas? Trash pandas, pandas in, in, in Germany. Have because, I told you all the story about how my brother-in-law had to get rid of the raccoons when he lived in Charlotte? Mm-mm. 
So he was living with his then fiance, right? And she had, uh, you know, what are they called? Like they, when they raise your chickens, urban chickens. Oh, or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So they lived catty corner across the street to a police station. So in the in Charlotte proper, you cannot fire a firearm, right? Mm-hmm. So he'd been trying to get rid of these raccoons, like that have been <laughs> killing all the chickens. So he started trapping them, right? Well, then they also say you can't take this raccoon and you can't take it to another area and just dump it out there, right? Uh. So he got creative. <laughs> he looked over and noticed his air compressor was out there. <laughs> hook, up, hook up the nail gun yep. and just a doop, doop, <laughs> yep. right through the brain stem. Just like cows. Yeah. Well, just okay. Like um, but yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was, it was a good awesome. story. It was a good story. But no, I mean, yeah, it's the whole thing. Because, yeah, there is no hog season, but they really huh. don't. The, and, the, and the thing is, to get, don't ask me why I know all this stuff, but to get rid of the feral hogs, you have to trap the whole family groups. Hmm. So you'll see these huge ass pens with bait in them, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they'll be like, you know, huh. fifty hundred hogs in there, and then they'll come and get them that way. With you the can air eat, gun. you can you eat them? Small they, ones, small ones, but not the big ones. The big ones are they're really gamey. gamey. You got to really soak it and treat it. Uh, That's why they have outfits to let you just get in a helicopter just go and shoot for shit it. out of them. Okay, right. yeah. gotcha. And then huh. yeah, the small ones are quite tasty, but. The big ones, like if they're over a year old or two, they're getting. Do you know like them. the genesis of why why that started to become a thing? Like why they the the wild hogs started like becoming so well big. It's it's because oh, I think I don't think hogs were native to North America, so it's like they were brought here. They the were Spanish, brought here by Spanish, Spanish, Spanish yeah. brought here, yeah, and then they got loose, and then the current strain is like the theory that I remember hearing. Is that somebody brought some of the Euro, the Eurasian boars, which are bigger, mm-hmm. and let them loose uh, in South Carolina to them. hunt them? And they breed and then they together. Breeding, okay, and, then uh-huh. they, and that's the reason you get these little feral tough fuckers who just you can't yeah. get rid of. Huh? Yeah. We we've made some you know like uh, bad decisions, just like yeah. when we thought kudzu was going to control erosion. Yes. Or those stupid uh, Chinese what's it fish? Oh, the Chinese carp. Yeah. yeah. That Have come, you seen them catch those and how they kill those? How they uh-uh. electrocute the yeah. water? And yeah, it's all come boat. up. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. It's a big deal. Yeah. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. Sure. Yeah. They'll gather them around like certain spots where they know that they've got structure mm-hmm. and all these things. They'll fucking put all this like, electricity like into the water, and they just like float the fuck up. Because you can't eat those either. I well, think you, can't. you, you can't can. Eat them. Can you? Yeah. yeah, but they're a predator nuisance. Nuisance. Yeah, they're fish, a nuisance right? Like fish. those are the ones that are like gonna jump in your boat and hit right. you in the head and kill you. And kill you. Yeah. Are those the ones that can walk to from? Oh no, those are the African lungfishes. No, I thought the carps could jump pond to pond or something. There is a carp that does it, but it's not here. I think that's someone in Virginia somewhere. Oh. Well, while, while we're on the topic of animals, we need to talk about this bazillion and one chance that happened to this lady down in Texas, right? This The, the hawk that was flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. the snake and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, so we had this on GBS News Weird last week, but again, good topic for this show. So the hawk, I guess, had a snake, was flying over, ladies minding her own business on her lawnmower mower her lawn snake drops from the sky wraps around her arm she's flailing trying to get the snake off snake's tightening up hawk comes down starts clawing at snake lady's flailing things are happening oh yeah like what would you do drop drop and roll bitches dogs and chickens live what's your quote from blues brothers or what's the oh what ghostbusters cats and dogs live together yeah i i would lose my i mean i'm deathly afraid of snakes I mean, that's like a nightmare scenario. 
I mean, even though at the time that the bird and I would have been allies, I still would have been losing my shit. Oh, yeah. Because she said, too, that I guess she knew that the snake was trying to bite her because she had venom on her glasses. Like, she had glasses on. Oh, wow. And I guess where she was flailing, how she was flailing, the snake was, like, striking her glasses. I thought they could use only strike once, and then they lose their venom. Uh-uh. No, 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 not snakes. snakes. You're not thinking, snakes. like, wasps and stuff. Bees, actually. Bees. Wasps can... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so you. yeah, so the snake kept snaking and the hawk kept hawking, and she's just screaming. It's like nightmare fuel. That is, I don't think I could sleep for yeah. weeks or and, years. I mean, after she that. lived and she's fine, so that's why we can talk about this. But her arm was all tore up from the hawk. Sure. Um, and I think the hawk actually ended up getting the snake because the snake was dinner. It dropped it on accident. It right. Didn't say why you but got like, my food. What are the chances? Uh, like I don't even wonder. What are the chances? I, you know what I would have done that night? Bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they had to be astronomical. Oh, completely. For that whole scenario to take place. To be there, falling right when it did, right. on her arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the article that I read said that she, uh, a couple of years prior, had been bitten by a venomous snake. Mm-mm. Don't live in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Fuck snakes. Mm. I, but I, I just, I don't know what I would do. Like, I guess I would pr- try to roll off the mower, maybe. Stop, but then drop, you, and roll. But then you take the chance of, like, the mower running over you, I guess. Some of them have kill switches, like, the, on the, in the seat. Yeah, mine has yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, I, as soon as I raise up, it turns off. Oh, yeah, okay. It kills it. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would, because I'd feel like I'd try to fight the hawk off with one hand. Oh, no, the, hawk's your, the hawk is your ally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with this But snake. it's time, yeah, you might not be able to, like, cal- make that kind of calculation, like while you're while you're going through that, mm-hmm. I would yeah. This is freaky. I'm yeah. It's not for me. Not for me either, bro. Well, I mean, it wasn't for her either. She she didn't have no choice. Right. <laughs> well, she should have really bought that lottery ticket for real. All right, so we got to talk about people climbing mountains because I am over this phenomenon. Yeah. Of of people climbing Everest and trying to climb K two and trying to climb all these mountains. I'm over this. And taking advantage of Sherpas all along. Oh, the way. dude. Yes. It's awful. I am so over this. So first of all, why does anybody want to climb a mountain now? Because they got more money they need to do or do with than their friends have done it. I mean, literally, that's it. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, that's when Edmund Hillary did it. It was a thing. You had to be in top physical shape. You had to know what you're doing. Now it's the ultra rich who got nothing else to do but spend their cash and just want to have fuck you bragging rights at their next cocktail party. Say, oh, we went up Everest. We went up K2. I mean, there are some professional people who do it, but the vast majority of these people are amateurs. That's the reason they always get up there and die because they got a lot of money. They don't prep. They buy the most expensive equipment and don't know how to use it, and they end up dying. So they just need to stop it. Well, it's kind of the point now where it is it even a challenge anymore? No, because they have permanent routes. Yeah, because there's it's there's permanent routes. Mm-hmm. There's all this equipment you can you, you use now, the oxygen and yeah. I mean, there's apparently so much garbage up there oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Tons, and deaths and dead bodies or yeah. whatever else. Um but yeah, I mean, is it, it is there even a challenge with it anymore? No. That's the reason you get these people who train for six months to go do it, because it's not a challenge anymore. Technology has killed the challenge. So would you, if you had the opportunity, would you do it? Not even a fucking chance. I would go to Nepal and hang out at the base camp. I want to see Nepal, but I ain't going up that damn mountain. Yeah, there's nothing for me up on that mountain. No. Yeah. I, I, 
I guess let's I'm, face it. Bro- there's already been a black person who's the first person to climb, but they, I can't get that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Who was it? I, I'd have to Google it, but there is one that's oh, been up you, there. You know the goddamn guy in America in the world cup because Buddy Melgus is American film? hero, sir. Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson. <laughs> He's also American hero. <laughs> Buddy Epson is American hero. He was a comedian, right? Jeb Clampett. Yes. He was Jeb Clampett. Yes, he was also originally, wasn't he originally the yes. Tin Man? Uh-huh, yes. But he was allergic but to the makeup. So yeah, what's well, so basically like lead, lead paint and Aluminum. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it had aluminum in yeah. it. Red Bolger got, got yeah. the job yep. after that. Yep. And ended up getting cancer or something? Like he probably, yeah. pr- he probably died. Because well, everybody smoked back then too. Well, yeah, he, he, pr- he honestly probably died two days after filming because it, it, I guess yeah, there legitimately was like aluminum or some, yeah. some crap in the makeup, something like that. Yeah. That's an interesting story. The making of that movie? Yeah crazy that's yeah it really is so funny i was like looking we were jen and i were looking for something to watch last night i saw like uh the wizard of oz is on one of the streaming platforms like that you that movie okay, is like a little fucking update. weird i have like, an update you, did we go back to wizard okay. of oz sophia dannenberg american oh, mountain climber it was a Af- woman first african-american to summit everest when when was that uh she's 51 now when did she when did she complete it Come on, Wikipedia. Come on, don't Come let on. me down. Come on, Wikipedia. Don't let me down. When did she complete it? Uh, she was engineered. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't say. Well, that doesn't say when she completed. Accomplishment. There we go. Mount Everest. Come on. Two thousand six. Oh, okay. May nineteenth. Really? That it took that long for Carrie. It really? costs a lot of money to go up Everest. Okay. I know, but she's an engineer. I, I, honestly, she's a basketball player. They got too many children to go up to the Everest. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good explorers before that, that that I thought anyway. There's nothing funny down that river. We're not going down there. Um, but back funny, back but back to the Wizard of Oz. Have you ever done the Pink Floyd Dark yeah, Side of the Moon thing? Like, have you used done to that? Smoke pot when I yeah. was like twenty twenty. It works. Oh, totally. It actually yeah. works. It, it works. You have to have a, a record player. Yeah. No, you can do it with a CD. I've done it with a CD. Can you? you can. Okay. You got to time it just like, right. Like the though. first person that fucking figured that, just like thought, thought let's do that. Because right? Right? what is it? The second lion roar on the MGM logo. You have yeah, to start yeah. it. Like a, yeah. It's like the second or third roar, yeah. and then it only goes until the Tin Man, or yeah, the Tin Man with the heart at uh, the end. Bump, mm-hmm. bump, bump, bump. Because because that's what the record right. ends with the heart thumping. Yeah. So it only goes like halfway through the movie. You know the the story. Sean knows the history of that book. Do you know the history of it? Like what it's about? What the book? Yeah, I thought it was about capitalism or something. Well, it's about this. It's about the uh, you know in the in the book her shoes were silver. It was it was commentary oh, on like on the capitalism gold, on ca- in the gold standard. The gold. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. The gold standard. Yeah. Um, yep. I like the movie better. <laughs> the movie's awesome, man. But like. I can see, bomb. like, as you got older, like, I used to think I was, like, so obsessed with it, like, because you only, only played it, like, one time a year on TV. Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Was it Thanksgiving but, night, I think? Yeah. But if you look back on it, there's some terrifying shit in that movie. Yes. Flying monkeys and that chick that played the the, the Wicked Witch. Witch. Yeah. Her yeah. note, like, she, like, yeah, I'll get you yet, my pretty. Like, yeah, there's some. I never liked it. Well, and oh, I love it. I, you, a- I think you have to appreciate even if, even if you know it, 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 you don't like the story or you don't like the adaptation or whatever. I think you at least have to appreciate the special effects from nineteen oh, yeah. that were done in nine because that movie was in nineteen thirty nine. Yes, right. Um, so I think you really have to appreciate the special effects that were the sets that were done in that movie. Oh, yeah. um, you know, the the witches and the flying monkeys yeah. and all that's all that's costumes, yeah. all that's makeup. There's no CGI. Right. There was some, I guess you could call it maybe a little precursor to CGI. It was all, it was all practical like, effects. Well, practical effects, but there's like, so 
not to bring up a movie that you know is controversial or whatever from that time but Gone with the Wind was also made at that time and it was actually in conjunction with the Wizard of Oz and anyway Victor Fleming who was director of Wizard of Oz was pulled off the Wizard of Oz to to finish Gone with the Wind that's a whole story in itself anyway I know too much about it but the bottom line is there's a lot of matte painting that went on in Gone with the Wind like they didn't have ceilings on the sets Mm -hmm. um, and stuff so somebody took was took glass and super matte painted it by hand and then they filmed it and then put it on on the set pieces. Oh wow. Right? So I think there's probably some of that in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But you gotta appreciate the costuming. And you gotta oh, yeah. appreciate the nineteen ninety nineteen eighty one movie Under the Rainbow. Oh, oh without the little midgets. Yeah. I thought I thought you were gonna say the Billy uh, Marty. I thought you were gonna say the Wiz, baby. Oh, the Wiz too. That was in the same. With Michael Jackson and Diana yes, Ross. Ross. Oh, That's I, a good yes. movie. I saw that at the Crossroad th- at the Crossroad Cinema. Did you yes. really? Wow. <laughs> My former place of employment. Wow. No, I liked the Wiz. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, the 1939 version. I think you at least have to appreciate for this for what they oh, were no. doing with makeup I and costuming. I understand. I, understand. I just I've never liked it. Like I think I remember reading too. Like I think it was like pretty much widely panned when it first came out, right? It only didn't. Mm-hmm. It gained traction about ten to twenty years later that people. I think it gained more traction with television. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sixties, in the sixties, color, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a whole scene in a Christmas story where they're at the Christmas parade and there's a whole Wizard of Oz yeah. thing going on there. So I actually think it gained more traction probably later. Yeah, I, I remember my mom, mom. God, I can't even say. It. I remember my mom telling me. That the first time she'd gone to a friend's house, again, she's Appalachia, whatever, that had a color TV. She didn't know that that part of the movie turned into color. Oh, yeah, the black and white. Black and white. Black right. and, white. Yeah. and that that was a feat in itself, too, because mm-hmm. Technicolor at that time was not cheap. Right. Those cameras, I don't know if you've ever seen a Technicolor camera from 1939. They're gigantic. Oh, yeah? And they had three yeah. lenses, I think. And they had to have a special engineer that knew what they were doing to even run them. Wow. Yeah, and there were there were only a handful of people in Hollywood at the time I think that knew how to operate them. So the 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 undertaking the uh, honestly if you go back and look at all the movies that were made in 1939, that's a pretty impressive year in Hollywood. Is that was the 10 commandments made then or is that a little no, bit after? No, that was the 60s. Oh, it was? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, up. that was the I 60s. I thought it was older than but that. But you've got Goodbye Mr. Chips, Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, um, I want to say there's. Mr. Chips. I want to say there was two more that were made in 1939. That are, what movie did I just ask about? Am I having a brain fart? You asked about Ten Commandments. Yeah, okay, I just made like Yeah, that, that was Charles and Heston that? in yeah. the 60s. The 60s. But that one kind of gained, gained traction too on television because it was shown every, every Easter. Easter yeah. Right? Every Easter. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what. It's a good movie. Te- amazing what television did for movies. <laughs> oh, it did. Speaking of that, I was trolling the. YouTube the other day. You guys remember the movies of the 70s and 80s, the movies of the night, like Hell Tuesday yeah. night movies. USA Up All Night, those? No, no, no. The ones that were like, oh, like, like the Thursday, 8 to, yeah, yeah, eight the to Thursday 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one that I'd forgotten. One of the former Charlie's Angels and it was called like something about Death on the Highway by this guy who was oh, like God. getting women with his, with his custom van running them off the road and she was a newspaper reporter. And she learned how to drive. And I remember she learned how to do a J-turn. Yeah. And that's at the end of it. That's how she catches him. She does a J-turn and he goes off and has a wreck. And that's how they kill him. I was like, nice. I need to stay off YouTube. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Hollywood, Jenna, I just started watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. We, uh, only, got, we only got halfway through it because it's a three, oh, like almost three hours. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. Did you like it? I like it so far. Yeah, it's interesting. I've heard varying things about it. But I like Tarantino's movies generally. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry, not Mr. Chips. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That oh, Goodbye Mr. Chips was 1939. So Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith goes to Washington and Goodbye Mr. Chips. Yeah. Oh, another Thin Man. I really like that. Several Shirley Temple movies. Um, there was a ton. Like those. That's when the studios would just churn. Churn, yeah. churn, churn. Because everybody churn. was a contract person. Right? They had your ass. They owned you. Yeah. So they could say, go make this go, movie. Go make this movie. Son of Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of them that came out. Oh, Shelly Heck was in the movie. Stagecoach. It's a good one. Stagecoach. Stagecoach's good. Stagecoach. Gunga Den. That's a good one. Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yeah. So anyway, 1939, a lot of people point to that as one of the, the best years ever for movies. But yeah. Boys are boss. Gunga Den, every time I hear Gunga Den, I kick into Bob Dylan mode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, and of course, that's where all the Indiana Jones movies came from, was movies like those adventure type serials. Right. That are set in the late 30s, early 40s. Right. The movie I'm recurring of is called 1979 Death Car on the Freeway. Oh, Death Car. (laughs) Death Car. You got to love Death Car. Yeah, I got to watch those movies. God, how about those disaster movies from the 70s, though? (gasps) Dude, like like the air airport, airport, airport. Or airport yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Titanic, In- Inferno. 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 No, it was a uh, Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon Adventure yes. Inferno. Um, yeah. I feel like there was one more that was like a bit earthquake. Like an earthquake, earthquake one. Earthquake, I think. Yeah, that was just called Earthquake. Yep. And then as we moved in the eighties, early eighties, we got the day after. Yes, oh. the day. Oh God, that movie wasn't that only shown once on yeah. television yes. ever. And scared came, every time it came back, everybody was with a warning. If you're with your children, you know, like yeah, scared the absolute crap out of people yeah you know the one that scared me worse was threads the british version oh i hadn't seen that what was that was that the same thing like same the, thing. the a nuke got dropped on britain yep and then all that but then at the end of it it's there was a girl who's like a five or six year old at the beginning of the, of the show and uh-huh. at the end she has a mutant baby oh god <laughs> yeah and it was like it freaked me out well, dude that's like, weird <laughs> that's a twist you didn't yeah, see coming was, she's screaming because the baby comes out and it's a mutant because of the radiation oh no yeah those no. those disaster movies were big business in oh, yeah, the late 70s sure. and early 80s yeah like, I had big the play time. sets there, really? there was an there was a was there an airport playset? No, but there was a inf- there was an there, airport there playset. Was a, but it was an inferno playset because I had it really yeah but there was airport the airport 77, right? Yeah. Were they two different yeah. ones? No. Airport 76. There's airport, airport 76, airport 77. And then airplane. <laughs> airplane. Then air, there was an airport 80 or, or something. I picked a hell of a week to quit sniffing glue. Right. I know. <laughs> Shirley. Don't, and don't call me Shirley. Right. I am serious. And don't call me and Shirley. And don't call me Shirley, right? Yeah. I'd like to have your dad dragging Bill and beer up and down <laughs> the court. If you wa- have, you, have you watched that movie recently? No. But I know it pretty much. So you 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 know you know like all the quotes. But if you watch that movie, it literally is nonstop puns from beginning to end. Oh, like yeah. every single yeah. line is a pun, every single one. It was genius how they put uh, June Cleaver in there. You know, oh the yeah, the job, the job, the job Gosh, talking. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that she did it. Yeah, it was awesome, and she did it well. Yeah. Right? Suck yeah. Don't want none. Suck don't get none. <laughs> <laughs> she. <laughs> did she like Airplane Two? Uh, probably not as much because I didn't really. I don't. Re- the space really shuttle remember one. They were going yeah, to space. I don't remember that, thing at remember all. that one? There it is. Wow. The earthquake and inferno, towering inferno playset. Wow, playset from Rimco. Wow, yeah. Make your kids afraid of fire. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> In tall buildings. Yes, it did. <laughs> wow. That's why Sean was not around New York City around 2001. Right? No, dog. No, no. <laughs> he learned. I didn't learn. He learned. He learned. You ain't getting one of those play sets. I can tell you that right now. No, no, no. 
Yeah. But yeah, you don't see disaster movies like that anymore. No, you see yeah. It. Like back in the 90s, there was the, the with the Tornado Twister. They yeah, actually. Which ha- I hated. I so thought it was terrible. I will say, you don't see them like that anymore now, but back in the 90s, they became like repopular because you had Twister. Um, I want to say there was a, a couple of other Deep ones. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Um, the one with Bruce Willis. What's that one? Oh, um, um, the one with the Aerosmith song. Yeah. I don't want to miss a thing. Um, the asteroid one. There was a lot of asteroids going to hit Close the call. Earth ones. No. Oh, what was the name of that what movie? What was the name of that one? Deep Impact. No. Deep Impact was Deep the one with Tia Leone. was the one with Tia Leone when she was married to David Duchovny at the time. And that's based on... Our, she, our, was, um, she was a smoke show. Yes, sir. And that's based on R.C. Clark Rendezvous with Rama. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh. What is the... What was what the name the, of that movie? No, I can't. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, because they were going to go, because they were supposed to go to the asteroid. Yeah, and they put had the a, ensemble cast, too. Yes. Yeah, Ben Affleck was in it. Yeah, Blue Phyllis was in it. Uh, Liv Tyler was Steve in Buscemi. it. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, because they, they, the asteroid was going to hit the Earth, and then they had to go up to the yeah. asteroid, and they are going to put a bomb on it or something mm-hmm. to blow it up so it didn't hit Earth. I think I saw it in theaters, y'all. I'm embarrassed to Actually, say. I did. It was 1998, so what, what could you do? Deep Impact was also 1998. Yes. Because so, I, I remember being at work using the high-speed internet because both of them had websites and they had like simulators about if oh you hit the God. earth at this point at this speed, this would happen. Wow. And so I'd be in meetings in the middle of, with these computers just like dropping rocks on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, asteroid movies were super big in the 90s. Um, but I feel like disaster movies were too. I'm looking up this. Oh, 2012. That was one. Day, it's been on TV this week. Day After Tomorrow. I saw that. Um, Poseidon Adventure. We said that, that one. That was a remake. Oh God. Plane. I don't remember that one. Into the storm. Oh, what was the one with the wave? That Tsunami. Had, no, that had Mark Wahlberg in it, and they were on the boat. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, they were off the New England coast. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that was the that's that's the book. That's, I read the book. That's the, that's one of the most like the greatest something the super wave came. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Like, it was. But they were getting it like from all different directions. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, I read that book. And that, Dante's Peak. That was one. That was, that's Pierce Brosnan. Not, yeah, 1997. What's the Mount St. Helens? Yeah. Um, but what's the name of that one? Because my buddy does who doesn't read the Perfect Storm. Yeah. Perfect Storm. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, that movie, that book depressed the shit out of me. Oh yeah, dude, it's terrible. It's like human beings live through this. Yep. And, yeah. You know, and a story people forget about was the the three people on the sailboat. Mm-hmm. They were coming up and got caught in it. They were moving the sailboat. Yep. And it was the two girls and the dudes. And yep. they had, And that's when okay. one of the Coast Guard dudes died because trying to get them off the sailboat. Man, I got a buddy that's in the Coast Guard, and I tell him all the time, and I don't know how you all go on those like deep-sea adventures with those no, waves. No, because you are- know what? You know what? Because when the water gets above those three little stripes on their sh- on their sleeve, they're supposed to turn around and come back. Ugh, I would- <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you all know that in 2010, there was a movie called Titanic 2? Yes. No, news to me. Oh, my God. Like Titanic 2 the next day or something? <laughs> a, a cruise liner set sail on the 100th anniversary of the Titanic's doomed main voyage when a tsunami hurls an iceberg into oh the ship's God. path. The crew and passengers struggled to avoid suffering the same fate as their predecessors. Oh <laughs> it got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh Actually, there's a movie about the Titanic that the survivors live. I'm sorry. The survivors live and they have their own little society down under there. Oh my god! Yes, and they sounds, fix a generation. But it was in the 70s. Titanic too. Who and greenlit that? <laughs> it doesn't even I say do. electric boogaloo. Like it's just Titanic. But yeah, Dante's Peak. That was a big one. 
Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, because Perfect Storm had George Clooney in it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And Wahlberg too. Yeah. I mean that that movie will. It's like it's yeah. that book. I tell you what movie freaked me out was Alive. Alive. Or they ate the people. Yeah. So the oh, so that's the where they had the plane crash. The plane yeah, crash into like the mountains. Because yeah. we went into that movie, watched the movie, came out, and it was snowing pretty heavily. <laughs> yeah, like looking at each other. Like, <laughs> and then <laughs> then I had to drive people home. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disaster movies though. Big big business big in the seventies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the most recent one I've seen. Oh, is. that's right. I think it's the one called, was it Raise a Titanic or something? But literally, there's a movie that was in the 70s or 80s, I remember, and it had like a whole civilization that are from the survivors because they'd sunk to the bottom and they'd fixed the generators and they had water and air and all this kind of stuff and we were farming. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I didn't watch Yo, that. The Towering Inferno was what that one was called. Oh, they had one about the Hindenburg in the 70s. Yeah, I do remember that one. Oh, wow. I'd watch that. The Concord, City on Fire, oh, there's a, oh, Airport 76, and Airport. So there's two of them. The Swarm. I was about the bees. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's yeah. also bees. Airport 77, Black Sunday, where it looks like a blimp crashes into a stadium. Actually, that's a terrorist attack. Nope. Blimp pilot Michael Lander, who has endured the horrors of Vietnam War, is now psychotic. Hoping to kill himself in grand fashion, he teams with Palestinian terrorists. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Dude, my 70 disaster knowledge goes deep. Carrie, <laughs> I mean, he owned the place. That's for fuck's sake. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> who plans on using Lander to set off a bomb at the Super Bowl by crashing his aircraft into the crowded stands. Yep. Oh, my God. That one actually sounds watchable. That got a 74% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. What's it called? Black Sunday, <laughs> 1977. Wow. Uh, yeah, some good ones. Anyway. Oh, yeah, Bullet Train. I think I knew about that one. Did you ever watch the one, what was it, Super Bus? No. no. Google Super Bus. Super Bus? It was, a, it, was a, it was making fun of disaster movies from the 70s. Oh, it's kind of like... Kind of like airplane. It came out of airplane. Don't drink your juice in the hood. That whole thing, what's it called? Megabus? Is that what you mean? Megabus, that's it. Megabus. No, Megabus is a... No, it's it's a movie. Okay, I'm not seeing it. It might be Superbus. I thought it was... Hold on. I don't think it is. Anyways. Because the Lewis is... I'm good, thank you. Actually, because you know that what Lewis has have internet that works. Okay, it's called the Big Bus. My bad. Oh, the Big. Nineteen seventy six. That's a different. The Big Bus. The Big Bus. You need to watch this. Okay. The first bus that runs on nuclear energy embarks on a disaster-ridden maiden voyage oh from God. New York to Denver. <laughs> it's like the first EV. Yes. <laughs> Mysterious organization with links to oil companies determined the trip goes wrong at every imaginable way. Oh, so, wow. dear listeners, if you get a chance, go watch The Big Bus. The Big Bus. I'm going to watch Black Sunday. That I sounds think, I think Sunday's good. It's good. Actually, it's, it sounds as, fun. As Sean recommendations go, right. <laughs> pretty good. it might be better than the last thing he recommended, right? Right. Fuck yeah. Okay. So speaking of flying things, real quick, let's talk about this Red Bull Flugen. Well, yeah, whatever. I still can't remember what it's called. Flugen Flogen. That's what I'm going to call it. It's like I've gone through periods with that where I think it's literally the dumbest fucking thing I've ever watched. To the point where I'm just like, I'm actually rooting for somebody to make it more than just falling off the end of the like the ramp. Because it's the one where you're supposed to make a flying machine, right? Yes. Yeah. And you and you run, but it's supposed to it's it's just it's glide it's power. a glider, right? Yeah. It's human power. All human powers gotta have wheels. You know, they've got their rules for it, right? And so it's they gotta break away. Right? So the pilot has to eventually break away from the launching device, right? 
And most of the time, these people will go and they'll hit the end of that ramp, and they'll basically just come down in one big mass. It's like, like those old when people were trying to fly, right? Yeah, the, yeah. And, and just just right. ended in disaster. Yeah. But some of them, like when they actually go and like you're rooting for them, like hey, they made it 25 feet. I mean, it's like, and it's got its own little show. They all have their little acts that they get up and yep, do. Yep, yep. You know, Steam. One of them was like a Gibson Flying V guitar. It's almost like soapbox derby for flying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would consider. Yeah. It Sean as. and I know a guy. He won the one in Louisville a few years back, and yep. like he actually went like 40 or 50 feet. No kidding. Or, yeah, maybe more. What was his contraption? Do you I, remember? I can't remember. They're all kind of they run together, but they they really spend a lot of time on the on the shape of the wings. I'm so like, that's what I was gonna say. What would be what would be the key to winning this? Because you have to get high lift at low speeds, and that's the reason yes. the shape of the swing is important. Yes, because it's human powered, so you can't generate a lot of power. Right, there's no wind going on. The, the way that the, the ones that look successful, like the one that they did in like L.A., where the the guy or gal went like 250 feet, it was like unbelievable. It's like you've got to break away that vehicle so that it doesn't impede your ability to get lift. And I think that's where they all end up, like, kind of because the wings hit the contraption and it uh-huh. just all goes down. Right? So, do you think water has something to do with that? Because water can decrease lift, right? Can it? Can it? Is that is that physics? It, I thought like water can, like, not decrease it, but like impede it. The air gets thicker the lower yeah. you go. So if you're down by water, it's pretty thick. But the problem is, is overcoming the lift because you're not going fast enough. Right. Because you're only going as fast as right. the people as fast can push your you. little legs yeah. can carry yeah. you or the people can push you. And then when right. they like get off, the funny ones where they get off track and they end up going off the side of the thing. Yes. Going right down. I think I like most of the people who try to flap their arms. Yeah. The yeah. flappers. The, you, yeah. You know, that does not appeal to me because that's a lot of stuff. You get caught up in that, you're going to drown before the rescue divers can get to you. Oh, you, oh yeah, like yeah. one of one guy took it to the nuts. Like he yeah. came right down and like the contraption broke as it hit the water and his his nuts went right onto the sticking up piece of lumber. Is, right? this, oh. a, is this a professional thing or is it people just do? Just this? Red Bull does something. Just Red Bull events. Just Red Bull yeah. events. I mean, the people that are really into it, they go, they travel and do it. But mm-hmm. you know, like the the guy we know here, his group, everybody's got a group name or whatever. They're called the Dukes of Hazardous, which I kind of like. Right. I do like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like there's more engineering than I'm willing to. Oh no, there's a lot. of Oh yeah, these are really the people that I know that they're really smart. Yeah, like really smart. And then like like they had teams on there, yeah, like engineering teams from like Ohio State and some other places. Mm-hmm. They did. They just fell right off. I right. mean, even if you know this stuff, yeah, it's still harder to execute because like, where how can you really practice? It seems like there's some modicum of luck to it. Oh sure, also, oh, yeah. it's got to be. You know, and also the wind of that day. If the wind is blowing into the platform, you're going to get more lift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that, or if it's blown across the platform, you're not. What's the prize money? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. What you I have get. to look that up. I don't know how to spell and it. It could so. be just so you get to be on TV, and oh, that's, you know, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Right? On ESPN, the Ocho. I like the Ocho thing that they did that was the Red Bull. Um, it was in. Didn't you say they had like an Excel competition or something? Yeah, they oh, did. yeah, they did. They that's, did have you need it. to watch that. That is insane because yes. those people are beyond super users of Excel and you get the questions like you get the questions ahead of time but like you have to solve the puzzles um, in a certain amount of time it's it's insane and in the right order because I, yeah. I watched it there was one dude who and the commentator said oh he missed that he missed that and he kept going and so it looked like it was going to work but it didn't. It didn't work it, because he'd miss something like yeah, five, five minutes pu- in. Five puzzles back or something because if you got you've, to, yeah. you've got to solve one I puzzle. Have to go to, Google that. And it's yeah, crazy. You need to. And they consider it an eSport. Like it's yeah. considered yeah. a legit e-sports e-sport. E-sports are a thing. Right? Yeah, no, but this. Eastern that, has a team. UK yeah, has a team. That Excel thing. Eastern also has a fishing team. I know. Does UK team. still have one? They had one. Don't know. Time. Eastern still does. Sport, I think. But uh, yeah, those Excel, you, you know, people consider themselves super users of things. Right? Yeah. These people are beyond super yeah. users. What other thing did I see on the O2? 
Ocho. Did was, you see the three-way soccer? Say, no. There was a three-way soccer on Oh, Ocho. I have seen that one. And that was like I was going to say the, the pole thing from, I think it was from Norway or one of the Scandinavian countries. So what it is is you run and you grab onto this pole and you try to climb up oh, it. Oh, yes. And then fall forward into and you're supposed to like the the measurement is how far you climbed up it before you fall forward into the and you're supposed to hit the sand but if you hit the water that you know it's like a grease pole too or something it's something like that it's weird wow only in scandinavia yeah right because they got a race where you carry your wife that is true (laughs) and that well the cheese thing where's the cheese england that's in england you seen the the cheese the cheese rolling thing? No. Oh God! Well, you roll a wheel of cheese or something? So what it is? They they roll they race down a hill. Roll a wheel of cheese down a hill, and whoever gets down at the bottom of the hill first wins the wheel of cheese. But people break their legs, break their faces, break their arms trying to get down this hill because it's yeah. a super steep hill. Yep. And you just can't run down it like you tripping and yeah, stuff. and just basically just like yeah. this thing's been him. going on for like centuries. Some American, I think I've seen the gifts of those like yeah. where people yeah. use like, some yeah. American woman won it this year, yeah. I think. And the only thing you get is the, the wheel, wheel of cheese. cheese. Yeah, <laughs> what's that's your moment of fame? Though? Speaking of wheels of cheese, have you seen where um, in Italy this par- uh, uh, Parmesan makers are talking about putting microchips in the wheels of Parmesan that okay. are edible? Um, they keep getting stolen. Keep getting stolen. Well, or counterfeited yeah. too. Counterfeited and stolen. Huh. No. But they they promise that if you ingested one, that you would be okay. No, you won't. They just try to. <laughs> track it won't you. track yeah, you. Try, yeah. No, they've assured. Scientists have assured. I read an article yesterday about it. Scientists have assured that you will not get tracked, and it will you will be fine. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, they're talking about putting microchips in parma- wheels of Parmesan cheese. Jesus can get really expensive. Expensive, yes. Especially Parmesan. It's a big business in that part of Italy. It's the same thing with olive oil, man. Oh, yeah. The mafia counterfeits olive oil she like don't crazy. Say that word. Why it's you, true. She gets on this show and she says that word and she talks about the Chinese and all these other stuff and going to get us in trouble. That's oh, fine. The, the Chinese. Chinese. Oh. <laughs> See, look. I don't care. They're getting ready to go bankrupt anyway. Oh, Lord. Touch your mouth. This is before or after they take over Taiwan. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Probably before because they're saying that that their um their um real estate market's getting ready to go. It's drinking bourbon show. Bye bye. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of drinking bourbon, so we got to figure out what Chad blinded. I us have with. no idea. It was really good. I liked it. It's really good. Okay. So what is it? Why is it? Where is it? Wow. Proof. Mm. Age. I think Sean, you go ahead. I think the proof. I'm going to say it's around a hundred or so. It, it wasn't spicy. Mm-mm. Um, but it was very drinkable. I don't think it's a. It's not a rye. Had a nice. No, it's not a rye. Had a nice deep caramel color. Mm-hmm. A very excellent bouquet. It went down really smooth. I couldn't put a distillery on it because I'm not that person. It was a little hot for me, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Was around a hundred. Yeah, maybe I was going to say a little lower, maybe like ninety five, because it was. It's good. It's caramely. It is yes. dark, but there's still a. St- slight thinness to it if that makes sense i don't know it's got pretty decent legs on it it's got yeah it's got decent legs but a little a little hot but really not so super drinkable yeah very definitely super drink and i suck at picking uh uh distilleries also but that that's what i would go with but i actually i liked it it was really good how old do you think it is oh i will say i'm gonna say at least six to seven that's what i was thinking six yeah. What if I told you it was 17 years old? What? what? And what if I told you the proof was 120 
six point six. Get out, out of here. Town. Either we got out. We were alcoholics or something. Get out. What if I told you it is a straight up rye? What? what? Yeah. Wow. Bring well, it out here, sir. Threw me for a curve too. This is absolutely deceptive. This might be yeah. the best rye I've ever drank. This this is like the chameleon of yes. bourbons. This may be the best rye I ever drunk. Wow. This. This. Uh. Uh-uh. Let's, let's not say the name out loud on the show. Okay. So because people order. are gonna buy it. Yeah. Okay. Ben opened this up for me. He said he bought six of these. What? And we had and we he I don't think he had, maybe he and Judy had tried it. So we opened this up at the farm a couple weeks ago, and he wanted me to bring this on here for y'all to try it. Uh huh. Yeah, man. I'm pretty. I was pretty much blown away with it. Holy shnikes! Wow. I have heard of this. Never heard because of it. Because when I was in Calgary, I tried to get some of this, and nobody had it in a restaurant or a bar. And it's Canadian. Yes. I mean, Alberto Rye is pretty... It's... it's, it's but yeah, I, 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 good job, Ben. Good job. Wow. Because... Fooled I'm, me. I, I am... Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not shitting y'all. Yeah. I went to Canada looking for some... I just read an article about Rye's, mm-hmm. and I go to Calgary... It's in Alberta. It's the right. That's the, the wheat part, belt of the. It's the party city. Yeah, and I could not find a decent Canadian rye That's anywhere wild. in it. And all the bartenders says. That's because they're bringing them here. It's yeah. You know, the bartenders told me says we ain't got it. And I mentioned some names. I'd read about. Says we ain't got it. He said that's getting exported. I, said, yeah, I mean, when you hear it, your brain starts to it starts to make sense because I mean, look how dark it is. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like a cherry darkness. Yeah, yes. it is. But yeah, I mean, wow. I would have that never screamed right to me. Did he get this in Kentucky? Where did he get yeah, this? A place called Jono's. It, stickers on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, wow, I, that it was not spicy. It's not. God, it's incredible. just a little hot. I, that did not say rye at all. No. Yeah, see, I would only get that. That's rye because I know it is. I knew it going into. Ben said, "Hey, I got this rye. You want to try it?" But yeah, man, it's pretty that's, banger. That, that's that's good stuff right there. That's a chameleon. Yeah. Wow. Huh. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Those, <laughs> And I can't, he couldn't remember the price, but I mean, it wouldn't have been, must have been, not been too bad since he bought six of them. Yeah. I think that's what he, I think he said six. Wow. Um, yeah. That's solid. That's a that's, solid. That's a yeah. solid, that's a solid drinker right yeah, there. I mean, that I really is. I wouldn't make no fashions with that. I would make nothing with it. Just, just drink that. Just drink it. Yeah. Huh. And that's the thing is you didn't even need any like, you know, sometimes with the rise they're super spicy or mm-hmm. might need yeah. some water or something. I put a few drops on mine because yeah. I knew what I was but, getting into. But yeah, but to, like to cut, but you, I don't even think, you know. Unless you really wanted it, mm-hmm. I don't even think you it would need that. It for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it opens up its nose quite a bit. I mean, but yeah, I, was, I don't know who... That, that's good. Wow. That's impressive. 17 years, I wouldn't... Like, that was deceptive, too. It was because very deceptive. usually, if you, if you get something, I feel like, that old or that's been aged that long, there's a little bit of... I want to say like dankness yeah. or mus- yeah, muskiness dank. to it. There's like mm-hmm. a dankness to it, and that has none of that. None of it at all. Especially with the bourbon things, like scotches and Irish whiskeys and all that. They hold up the aging yeah. better than that. But any of these but bourbon bourbons where rides, it's going yeah. in and out and in and out and in and yeah. out of the barrel, um, you get you get a lot. You get some of that funkiness to it. So this company that's putting this out, this is their first barrel. It's labeled as barrel number one on there too. What wow. The hell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, solid, solid fucking start. Right? Yeah, That's right. No joke, yeah, man. yeah. Especially if you can wait seventeen years for yeah, something. We've been, we've talked about this before. When these things start to fall apart, is when people start to try to do this themselves. Yeah. yeah. But when you're out there just buying choice barrels, man, I mean, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I always, I. This is interesting. It's a Canadian. It's a there's a there's this company that's 
in Frankfurt. Yes, that's where it's from. Huh. Get the hell out. But I've been reading about the company. Because they just did some shit. Huh. Huh. All right. Well, that's a solid. Thanks, Chad. Thank yeah. you, Chad. For bringing Thank that. you, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Wow. That's solid for sure. Yeah, I would totally do a pick with this company. I think y'all should. John, John O's did it. I mean, when you get this to Paul and David and have them try yeah, to get one. That'd be fun. Fuck yeah. It'd be totally interesting. I mean, it doesn't have to be 17 years in my book, but, you know, there's some fucking bangers that are 12 plus mm-hmm. years. But, yeah, this one, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I, I don't want people to not do the thing that they want to do. And, like, if you want to start a distillery mm-hmm. and that's been your dream or whatever, then that's awesome. But I also hate, on on the other hand, I hate to hear it when people are like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to start a distillery or whatever. Because I'm like, do you know how long it's going to take? Exactly. Like, you're either going to be in it for the MGP for at least five years, or you're going to be waiting around for five. I, you know, I. <sighs> and then you got to worry about: Did I do it right for five years? Yeah, because people going to like trust it. Trust me, we've had some stuff on this show that. Uh uh-uh, uh. Yeah, like uh-uh. the, like the fellow I used to train with who has the distillery in Lexington, who's like moved out down to for sales to a bigger place and have a whole experience. I still don't think the stuff he's producing is any good. It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, you know, and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. So, you know, I get it if people like this, their passion and this is something they want to do. Yeah. But I feel like people don't realize how long the process actually takes if you want to put out a really you, good product. If you product. had that idea 15 years ago, right. you'd be sitting on a mint, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, and that's the problem with the MGP thing. Because they go there, I mean, we got enough chemical analysis stuff. You should be able to figure out that chemical formula so you could at least uh-huh. re- figure out how to reproduce it to get close to well, it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's, you know, because Heather, obviously, she'd gone up there on a um, on a tour this week. And I've been there. I'll probably pick five, six, seven barrels from there. To New Riff? Yeah. And, like, the f- I remember, like, all those tours are the same. They yeah. tell the same thing. You've seen one, you've seen one. They're not that exciting. Sure. But the thing I re- that sticks out with me was the first time I went there for the first pick. You know, the lady leading the tour said that the process was that guy owned that liquor store there, right? What's it called? It was right there. In, it used to be uh, the same. Cork, cork and Bottle yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Or Party Source now or whatever. Party you, Source, it that's used, it. Yeah, it's right across source. the bridge. So he, yeah. like, it used he to be was, Cork and Bottle. He was the store that did some of the very first uh, MGP picks at Smooth right. Ambler, right? Mm-hmm. So he liked that. So he decided that he was going to divest himself of that store and give it to his employees, right? And let them run it because he couldn't be two parts of the three-tier system. Sure. Yep. So he started working hand in hand with the former master distillers at MGP to learn that process, like Sean's saying. Mm-hmm. And they do have a chemical lab there, right? Mm-hmm. On site that they have chemists that are like looking at stuff. So that's probably why Heather's like, you know, if you're up there tasting some of their five and six year stuff that they have now, it tastes just like MGP. Yes, right? it does. And that was it that was you know, that was the intent. It wasn't like, right. hey, I just want to clone them. It was intentional. Yeah. So yeah, was, that was totally what he set out to do. At least according to what they told us on the show. Sure. And it makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. You know, and the OKI stuff that he put out before yeah, it became New Rip. Yeah, it was all MGP. But so the thing of it is, he had enough backing. He'd been in the game long enough to be able to wait some stuff out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people who come into it now who are like, oh, we want to, you know, we want to get investors and we want to go to build this distillery and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and, and we're going to make bourbon. 
it's like, okay, you realize you're not going to make any money for at least Three probably years. probably longer than that, yeah. unless you're willing to do some vodka and gin yeah. or some things that are, are quick to which sti- people the stills, do to, to proof their right. steals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their steals right. working. Sure, yeah, but unless you're willing to do that, you know, your bourbon's not. If you want a decent bourbon, you're going to have to age it for I think it, I think at least four years. Oh, minimum, just to get yeah. bottled and bond. Yeah, to, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what. Smart, smart on these folks for yeah, saying, "Hey, even if they just continue to do that, if they source good barrels, sure. I mean, it'll that's a that's a viable business model. Right? It absolutely yeah, is sourcing good barrels. Yeah, but source, you got to know what you do. You got to know what you're doing there. Sourcing good barrels is a viable yeah, I business mean, model. I, if I if I had the time and money, you know, like I guess saying the money didn't matter. That if you know I could try business, and if it didn't work, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I would never do the distilling step. No, I no. would do just yeah. like I would just like, hey, I'm going to buy barrels, sample barrels. Yep. And I'm going to let people pick them, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I'll put the label on it. I'll get all the tax stamps, yeah. all that that's, stuff. That's, that's actually it's, a good. It's a that's, low risk. It's thing. a low risk and it's a good business model because you'll profit more quickly from it. Oh, yes. Than having to wait on your and own then product. You don't really have to have a lot of brick and mortar for that. And, and right, then yeah. the secondary market is so much better for you, too. You, you hold a few back. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, when, when well, and I will out, say, it doesn't work out for everybody. It worked out for Wilderness Wilderness Trail because, you mm-hmm. know, the first stuff they put out oh, was God. not good. Now, props to them for sticking with yeah. it and not, yep. not trying to just start churning stuff out. I think they, they put stuff out initially because they felt like they needed to to get product out. Mm-hmm. But then once that product was out, I think they held back. They did. They're probably about the same kind of time yeah. frame that New Riff is now. Yeah. Where they probably got seven or eight year old yeah. stuff now, maybe, which is all ten times better yeah. than what they first put out. And I think you know, but we, we've talked about this on the show, so I won't bore our readers with the detail. But they came into the game with cash, sure, yes. from their like biology and like yeah. their cheese strain business, sure. So that campus they built out there, if y'all get a chance to go see it, it's really nice. It's getting bigger. Is that uh, in Frankfurt? No, that's so in Danville. 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 Yeah. That's right. Um, got a really great tasting room, like when you do the picks, stuff like that. You know, it's it's a nice property. Yeah. And I think, again, what you said, that's a key. If you want to open distillery, you've got to have cash. Like, you've got to have big-time cash. Or have somebody that like, has that for you. You've got yeah. to have more cash than if you are if you want to open a brewery or something like that. You've got to have yeah. way more because cash. Because when you open a brewery, think about it. Time to markets could be six weeks. Six sure. weeks, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can have a really good product out there in six weeks. Yeah. And, yeah. And Depending it's easy, on what you're brewing. Right? And it's, it's easily easily replicable. Sure. The whole time, whole time, whole time. Yeah. It's just that one. Yeah. So bourbon's an interesting game, but that is really good. That yeah. is fucking tasty. I will pour a glass and let you, we'll cover it up somehow so John can yeah, try let it. Yeah, John try yeah, it. just let him try it. Don't tell him what it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it's it tasty. Home, but yeah. Oh, my God. It's... uh. But yeah, I'm going to take this. Let Bailey and Paul try it, it too, yeah. see if we can maybe get them to. I'd be I'm interested just, to see what their take would be. I'm I'm still just angry. That I was can't in Calgary, it's not a going into so weird high, that it is a high-end bars and cannot find a decent. I guess ride, it kind of might Canadian make ride. sense because think well, we live here and you can't get Buffalo Trace, you can't get Eagle Rare. Well, I right mean now. that's that's a supply thing. This was just literally they just weren't serving it. They weren't serving it. Hmm. Weren't serving it at all. I bet. You, but the, but the, you know the high-end bottles they're all yeah. over Richmond. Really, but they're all at secondary prices. Yeah, uh, all those liquor yeah. stores. Oh, I bet you you could have gotten some uh, sweet uh, peach uh, uh, crown royal. Uh huh. But you could have got I'm some of a, that. I'm having a flashback from that stuff. <laughs> That's make me think it of Rod. Was awful, dude. so bad. That's make me think so of Rod. Bad. All right. So, any end of the show shout outs for anyone today? Uh, I'm going to shout out 
I don't know if they ever hear this, but the Lexington History Museum, which opens back up this week. Oh, okay. I am on the board of directors. Is that in the old courthouse? No, it's uh, down in the Hunt Morgan House on Broadway. Oh. So that opens up this week. Okay. Um, so the... Does Betty Kerr still have something to do with that? Uh, I think so. Not yet. Okay. Not anymore. But anyway. Okay. So yeah. Fun. So yeah, You're so, on the board? Yeah, I'm actually trying you to be got that typewriter active. down there still? That yeah, old yeah they, they got some more. Old so, IBM stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so it's going to be pretty cool. I'm anxious to see how it goes. I would actually be interested to see that. Okay. Because wasn't it in the old courthouse? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. Then the asbestos got so bad, and, and they couldn't, and so that's when they sold the courthouse and basically Asbestos and raccoons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. All right. Uh, I'm going to shout out our showrunner here. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, thank Gary. You. Thank you. And I'm going to shout out the 17-year-old... Uh, God, this shit Canadian was Canadian rice. Good, man. Yeah, man. It's really yeah. good. It is. Yeah, I will shout out uh, Lauren, Kyle, and Sylvia who gave me an awesome birthday gift today. Oh, What'd that pick? Yeah. yeah. So I'll show, I'll show it to you, Sean. Okay. It's over there. Uh, it's a glass guitar pick. Wow. And you would think that, like, oh, a glass guitar pick. Yeah, you would weird, think it'd like, slip right out of your hand. No. This thing is, it's really cool. It's really awesome. When are they going to get you the beer bottle so now you can do, like, well, some slide I guitar? Well, I got Bonnie some Ray. of those. I've done that in past. But uh, it's, it's really. I got, I got, Got sweaty hands right now, and it's a little, it's a little, it's a little. But sweat. I'm telling you, if it it it, it, neat, it it'll stick, Ooh, like wow. it, it, like I could see if, where it would stick. If you're holding it, it'll stick. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's it's nice in the hand. That's it's nice. a really nice pick, and yeah. it's really cool. They got me that at the Woodland Art Fair from some guy who apparently was doing like custom guitars. He had like huh. they said he had like a a, a suitcase amp that he was selling, Ooh. and oh, yeah. like a bunch of custom stuff. But yeah, like. When you start playing with it, like sometimes picks will like you know slide, slide around, slide yeah, down, slide totally. around. No, it's it. Huh. I, I, so you have slides, you say? I I do somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I've got so many of those. I've gone down that. Like I'm this time. I'm really gonna figure it all out. Right? Like, yeah, nah. it's, it's it's more difficult than people. It is. Yeah, that's why I have. That's why I give a lot of credit to those people that can really play a mean slide and, guitar. And, and the lap slides even work. Oh yeah, lap steel. Yeah. Oh, lap steel. Yeah, you play those. Yeah. So shout out to them. And you know what? Also, shout out to the Walmart patron yesterday. Who turned John's AirPods in oh, wow. to the service desk? Nice, wow. right? So apparently he he had the case with him, and something that it fell out of his pocket and went when he was getting in the car for lunch and went on the ground. And he just picked up the case and I guess didn't think to look in the case or whatever until he got back out to the car hours later after shift was over and the AirPods weren't in the case. So he's like, oh, well, these are these are probably gone, right? They're yeah. gone. This is hours later. Because you can like find my on the case itself, right? You can yeah, find yeah, it on the case. Find, so I can't on the find case, but once yeah. once the individual buds are out, they're gone. He figured somebody either picked them up or they got run over. Or, you know, something yeah. happened to him. But I'll be damned. He he took a chance this morning and he went back and he went to the service desk and somebody had turned him in. Wow! Wow! So there are good pretty, people that's out pretty there. Random. Humanity is not totally lost. Yeah, actually, I guess. humanity is not totally lost. Yeah, well, it is. We, but, no, we just yeah. hear about the majority of the minority of it because they got to sell newspapers and. TV ads. This is true. And Twix is not the real real world. I'm calling it Twix, by the way. Twix. Uh-huh, Twitter and X. Oh, Twix. Oh. Yeah, I'm no, calling it, it has Twix. never been the real. Neither is Facebook, people. Or Instagram. You know what is the real world? College football is coming back. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, brother. Pretty excited about that. So, anyway. Well, Sean and Chad, thanks for showing up today. Yeah. I don't know because Chad. Thanks for stopping by. St- stepping back. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. Chad, thanks for bringing the Taco Tico. Oh, son. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. my second time. This is my second Taco Tico Delicious. meal this week. Delicious. So Dear good. listeners, if you don't live in Lexington, 
you need to get you some taco tico. if you don't know about taco tico you you're don't know out. you're you missing out. out and uh yeah if you don't Legit. know about us you don't know uh you know and if you if you know you know and if you don't you probably shouldn't either way we'll see you, you later you. see ya I'm just a regular human bartender. <laughs> <laughs>